but I remember as a kid, I used to see fields of marijuana. Nobody knew what it was for. Except all the animals were walking around smiling. <laughs> That was Bill Russell on The Dick Cavett Show in 1970. There have been so many wonderful things written and said about Russell since he passed away over the weekend, but I wanted to share that clip, which came courtesy of Rob Lopez on Twitter, because it just showed that in addition to being the greatest champion the league has ever seen, a civil rights pioneer, Russell seemed like just a genuinely funny person with one of the best laughs in sports history. Rest in peace to the legendary Bill Russell. Hello and welcome. This is the debut episode of Hoop Curious. I'm Charlie Saturday, finally arrived to silence you few meek, whispering haters, as well as the much louder chorus of internal naysayers who said that it couldn't be done, that I'd never get this thing off the ground. Well, here I am. I've shocked more communities than that video of Stan Van Gundy dribbling a basketball. You know who wasn't shocked though? My family, close friends, because they've all seen the signs throughout my life. You know, they saw the passion in the eyes of that round young boy, just barely having learned to ride a bicycle well after others in his age group as he pedaled off in sweltering July weather to the library just to use their computer to check summer league box scores. Now, there were times when my hoop curiosity would feel like a burden. I remember being in bed at night begging God, Lord, why, why must I keep coming up with these fake trade scenarios that see my Milwaukee Bucks acquiring the rights to Erasm Lorbeck? He was drafted years and years ago, Lord. I'm feeling out of school. He's never going to come to the NBA. You know, I can't just turn in a Roger Mason Jr. scouting report as my midterm. Lord, it's, it's a large percentage of the final grade. They don't care how accurate the strengths and weaknesses are. But now, here I am in my 30s, and I can honestly say that I am so grateful for this path because it's led me to you. And my hoop curiosity shot clock, it still feels fresh, you know, I can, I can sense deep in my backboard that the time is now to plant my feet, to establish firm position, and to go up strong. Go up strong with a pledge to you, the listener, to always be genuine, to keep it lively, to never, ever utter a single advanced stat or salary cap nugget no offense to anyone who prefers those flavors. I've got other nugget flavors, just not those two. But most importantly, I pledge to always follow through and drive hard towards the hoop. Curious. I'm curious what makes you so curious. We're going to be tipping off with a conversation featuring two of my very best friends in life, Tommy McNamara and Tom Takar who together co-host the Stand By Your Band podcast, which I believe has something to do with music. 
Not entirely sure. Never listened. Uh, Tom Takar, he's a regular at the Comedy Cellar in New York City. He's got a Comedy Central half hour out, and he's appeared on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon, which honestly feels like too much stuff. Don't quite know how he got all that. Tommy McNamara also performs all over the country. He's got a couple of comedy albums out, and he's responsible for some very funny viral videos that show off his, we'll say, unique uh, hoops prowess. Curious. I'm joined by two of my great buddies, Central Division boys, Tom Takar, Tommy McNamara. How you doing, fellas? Hey, thanks for having us, Charlie. Saturday, it's good to be here. It feels like it's the weekend. Uh, I'm having it. I'm, I'm, I'm so honored to be a guest on the show. Well, it's always nice to be doing it in the heart of the season uh, <laughs> when all the storylines are out. I was, I was listening to a basketball podcast today that was just ranking players over seven foot four. So it is it's a tough time <laughs> to be a Hoops fan. Did they throw a little love to my boy Slavko Vranic? Uh, I didn't finish it, so they might okay. maybe at the end. Yeah, seven foot seven Montenegro, and maybe we'll get to him. I might have him in the notes. Um, <laughs> now we all met on the famed Seward Park basketball courts on the near right. north side of Chicago, where we honed our craft. And um, Seward Park is a great place to play. Gets a little dicey over there at times. Not too far from. Cabrini Green, home of the famed Candyman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't say that again. Yeah, right. you cannot say that again. Well, don't say it four more times. <laughs> Is that the number? You say it five times. <laughs> <laughs> We're not talking Michael Oluwakandi. <laughs> um, but I don't know about you guys. I always felt like those streets kind of protected me because they knew like this guy has a future in the game. We're not going to let him get involved in any riffraff. Mm-hmm. They saw mm-hmm. your post game and they said, right. yeah, this man needs, he needs yeah. a secret service right. of sorts. Yeah. Yes. And I still get recognized from my Seward Park friends from time and again. Um, <laughs> no, we um, love the game. I'll speak for mm-hmm. myself. I'm not much of a player. Tommy's out here still playing on Saturdays. Mm-hmm. Yep. Getting competitive. I play in a, in a, uh, summer league that is sponsored by a bookstore, so you know it's very tough. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, word word basketball league in Greenpoint. We're out here. Hell yeah! We got a scoreboard. We got jerseys. It's a nice. Damn. It's a nice fun time. I'm jealous, Tom. You still hooping? I'm. Pl- I played today. I hadn't played in a few months, but when I play, people know who the streets recognize <laughs> what I'm doing know. out here. They won't let me in these leagues. <laughs> they know I'd fuck shit up. Starting too many fights. I. Uh, I did bring a gun to the locker room. <laughs> that was a joke. Um, and, you know, I'm not allowed to play anymore. Uh, who was that? Javaris Crittenton. I was thinking of um, Gilbert Arenas. Gilbert did as well. And yeah, yeah. Javaris, I believe, unfortunately, did go on to murder someone. But <laughs> we're not a, we're not a uh, true crime pod. And Gilbert went on to podcasting, and Dr- which yeah, is worse. Right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. What is the real crime? <laughs> so I was thinking about us fellas, and um, not so much on the court, but what we know of each other's personalities, just to kind of introduce ourselves ourselves to the audience who who do we remind each other of yeah uh do you, do you want to start tommy you want me to you can start i i was thinking about this today because char did give me this prompt this homework last night and i'm a busy guy sure you are i don't like homework <laughs> that's why i quit school <laughs> after i graduated from college <laughs> i said that that's enough <laughs> um, 
But you did graduate. I dropped out after I graduated with a bachelor's degree. I, I said, I'm for the streets. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, Preach. And I, but I did my homework. And I was thinking about because I was I wasn't exactly sure what your prompt meant, like what we remind each other of, like as a who matches up as an NBA. But I was thinking of personalities, right? That's what I mean. Yeah, more spiritually. And I will go. And I was combining that with game a little bit. So for Tommy, I went game mixed with persona, mixed with the way he's uh, perceived in the world. I think yes. I'm going with uh, Mr. Caruso himself. Oh, okay. All right. Underestimated, yeah, but sure. but uh, will knock your shit out Feisty. on the court. Feisty. I love it. I love it. I had a very similar comp to Tommy, but I sort of designated public Tommy versus the private <laughs> seething competitive Tommy that sure, we know. Sure. And I would say Tommy is a Clay Thompson in the streets. Ooh. Right. And Chill. A, Chill. Yeah. Everybody loves him. The party. Everybody guy. thinks like, oh, Tommy probably likes everybody. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's a happy-go-lucky Just guy. Just put that man on the beach. Yeah. He's having a good time. <laughs> I do hate the beach. <laughs> he probably loves dogs, just like Clay. <laughs> so Clay Thompson in the streets, Scott Skiles in the sheets. Oh, former Bulls coach. Former Bulls. Just that intense sort of. You like? I feel like if you got on Scott Skiles' bad side, like you, that's a dark place to be. But you know, he's a generous man. Twenty assists in a game. Yeah. Right. I, I believe he's the only one to ever do it. Maybe in career a game? career uh, assists. Most assists ever in an NBA yeah. game. You know that it, as soon as he hit twenty, he's like, "Oh, did somebody say who got twenty yeah. assists out here?" <laughs> and I hate to well who actually, that? you boys. The number was thirty-three. I believe. Damn. Oh my lord, yeah. that's yeah. too many. Yes, that's a lot. Take some for yourselves, guys. <laughs> Put your own mask on first. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny that you said Caruso because when when I was, I thought that the, we were going to be doing this for ourselves, okay. um, which may say something about me. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very Scotty Skyle. Well, actually, that's the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> that's more of a Kobe. Yeah. <laughs> um, but when I was thinking for myself, I was thinking like game and stuff. I was thinking of a Marcus Smart type, okay, where sure. you don't really yeah. want me shooting, but yeah. <laughs> you know I, that I'm I giving it my all. Had Marcus Smart yeah. popped in my head mm. as a as a top contender too. T.J. McConnell, shades of T.J. McConnell. Mm. I would mm. say, yeah, that's a good one. Um, no. Char, for you, I would go with an Arvidas Sabonis. Oh, not Domatis. So is this because of Charvitas Sabonis? <laughs> no. Well, I, I was thinking Domatis at first, and I, I might be saying his name wrong, but is it Domantis? Domantis? Yeah, Domantis. Yeah, yeah. I call him Domas. But something just kind of a smooth European nature that sure. you have. <laughs> that, sure. that, that just reminds reminds me of uh, one of the favorite players of my childhood, and now Arvidas, my Arvidas. <laughs> <laughs> um, when he came into the NBA, I just looked up to how slow footed he was mm -hmm. and he had had all these surgeries, but he still had that. Now, look, I, I'm not I'm not much of a player, but one thing I can do, I can throw a little I can throw a little crafty pass like mm -hmm. the legendary Lithuanian. Mm -hmm. And I feel like Arvidas's game and he was a little bit. uh a, how would you describe his physical stature? 
He wasn't. He wasn't a Adonis. He's like a humpback of Notre Dame type. <laughs> hunchback, <laughs> not humpback. humpback. <laughs> That's offensive to both whales and hunchbacks. <laughs> Quasi mode no on that one. Um, Tom, Quasi I struggled with a little bit. Now, yeah. Tom, I was thinking. Now, this isn't a comp, but back in the day, mm-hmm. like NBA Draft.net. The, the the pre-draft comparisons were a little lazy. They sure. kind of did it like who you looked like and maybe where you were from. Okay. So they might say, oh, Tom Takar is sort of a uh, Larry Bird, Vivek Ranadive hybrid. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vivek Ranadive, I do, I'm not familiar sure. with this man. He's the owner of the Sacramento Kings. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Got to look up Vivek. I'm just saying they would use sort of your... Larry Bird, I don't see. Well, because you're from a, India. I I see that makes sense. I'm now. not saying that's my comp. I'm just saying that's how it used to be. <laughs> Damn, I feel like y'all didn't understand the assignment. <laughs> well, Tom, from on the court, he's a three-point shooter. Sure, and you know, I know his, oh, I his hero's Reggie. So, yep. uh, and I, you got some of the Reggie sass. Yeah, uh, you got the sister who's bullying you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You do get bullied by your sister, sister fucking me up. My legs yeah. are crazy. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't walk for a while or something. Right. <laughs> now there was it. Right. Now Tom is a type where Tom. Tom wants to kill you, but he'll be smiling about it. <laughs> yeah. And he has that sort of like he won't let it show, but he and he'll act like it's all play, but deep down, uh, it burns hot. And, I don't deny that. You're yeah. right. And there was an occasion I can remember when we were in Bloomington, Indiana. Yes. Three of us oh God. Playing, Here we go. A little. Yeah. And Tommy blacked this out. So Tom, good luck with this. Tom. Tom made the mistake. He made maybe made a couple shots in a row, and he made the mistake of sticking his tongue out <laughs> at one Tommy McNamara. Like Michael. I didn't Jordan. mean to. It just happened. Some of us just have that in our DNA. Right. <laughs> right. It just pops out. Oh, are you gonna say Michael Jordan? <laughs> well, an MJ like tongue. We'll sure. <laughs> sure. And with uh, that MJ tongue, dude. <laughs> Michael Jordan tongue. Michael Jackson body. <laughs> And yeah, that Towards wasn't. That wasn't well <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> that wasn't well received. But we got over it. I think maybe a couple of desperados were playing. <laughs> Someone might have blurted out, "I fucking hate you." <laughs> it could have been any of us. Did a friendly game of two on two. <laughs> well, I wanted it to be two on two, and we were playing twenty one. This that was, was the heart of the matter. That was because <laughs> right. I thought about this earlier today. <laughs> Because that was because thinking about this? because we were doing this podcast and because of some events from last night. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, because Char thought he was dying or whatever, and thought, and so he had to take a break. You know, what, so we, had to play we had to play twenty one. We had to play twenty one pre COVID. <laughs> It was like two years before. I had had that pre-long COVID for years and years. And my wind was a little down. Char was eating that weird bat thing or whatever before the COVID thing. What was it? What was it called? A pescalin or something like that? Ivermectin? No, 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 no. Because it wasn't a bat that they said there was COVID. It was like a different type of Oh, pangolin. Pangolin, that's it. Char was in some weird country. The original Linsanity. Um, <laughs> gonna be editing that. Out. <laughs> um, uh, I'm surprised you guys didn't hit me with any. I, I got one for you. Oh, I haven't right. done you. Oh yet. my bad. You're my gonna bad. skip jumping the gun. One of your 
one of your top two guests. <laughs> um, uh, I was gonna hit Char with a little pab bev. Oh, because okay. of the impishness, of course. I'm happy you got. I'm happy we went there. Yeah. So you're not the first to accuse me of having imp tendencies. <laughs> oh yeah. And I don't frankly know why <laughs> that's out there, but it did get me thinking about some of the league's best imps. Now we have to designate we got imps with a capital i and yeah. that would be a like a an imp in behavior like a draymond and you know um and then we've got imps just smaller imps in terms of stature like an earl Boy- boykins type okay and then we got chris paul who's a double imp yes yeah so i agree we'll go around the court here who are some of your favorite imps currently and imps of yesteryear uh, all time favorite. I mean, to be honest, I mean we covered it already. I mean, we Reggie Miller is my favorite player of all time. True imp, like he's an oh yeah, he's an uh, he's a uh, imp capital imp. I yeah, he's a capital yeah. imp. But he got a. I didn't even know what an imp was until after he was done. I mean, because I was you know, uh, but a boy, and I didn't know all the stories yet about him getting in people's heads. But I now I love the impishness in him. But uh, a more. Oh, I just said one. I'll let you guys go around. I'll I'll let it come back to me. I don't need to hog the mic. That's all right. Reggie tendencies already. I will go with the lowercase I because uh, recently I was was on a plane flying across this beautiful country, and I found a little NBA TV documentary to watch about a man named Muggsy Bogues. Oh, Oh, and it was it was a delightful just hour long documentary, and it was so funny. I I don't know if it's just just me, but on a plane, movies make me more emotional for some reason. The Mm. altitude. Or something, sure. But there was a part in the beginning where he's talking about how the kids wouldn't let him play pickup with them because oh he was too God. small, so they wouldn't let him on the court. And I started like tearing up on the plane. <laughs> I was like, "Let Muggsy play," <laughs> knowing full well he had an NBA career. Yes. But uh, but it's crazy just watching like the fact that he not only it wasn't just like a freak show; like he really played. Oh, and yeah. he was really good. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's incredible. Right. Five three. It's one of the all time steals leaders, I think. Yeah, at least incredible handles, amazing steals, strong as hell for that. The base you'd have to have at yeah. five three. Oh yeah, like to get that wild. ball up like that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's cr- the fact that he was ever on the floor playing defense. Wow, against like you'd think they'd have to constantly be in some wild zone yeah. to make him not just the biggest a liability of all time. Yeah, you know. Yeah, Hell and he own. won Defensive Player of the Year. Did he? No. Oh, okay. I was going to say, six years in a row. Yeah. Yeah. I felt like I knew the game, but I, that missed me. Um, yeah, two great imps. I would say my Milwaukee Bucks just signed a low-key imp from down under, Joe Ingles. Oh, yeah, mm. big time imp. Joe Ingles is, uh, is about as impish as it gets. Impish in the face as well. But he he at least is a surface level imp. Like he I feel like in interviews he's pretty impish. Sure. You know what I mean? Like he's not sneaky impish. Sure. You like those closet imps. I kinda like a closet <laughs> imp. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> closet imp who nah, I was gonna Draymond's pretty out there with Yeah, Draymond's pretty obvious. Um Jose Alvarado, sort of a both. Uh, mm. He's he's obvious, but he's he's out there as a lowercase and an uppercase amp. I would say, sure. very fun to watch in the playoff series. He man, when we were down in New Orleans, ooh, do they love Jose Alvarado yeah. down there? We were down in New Orleans for Tom's bachelor party, and mm-hmm. first of all, that's a that's a 
basketball town. Mm-hmm. Like I was talking to the locals and man, like they're, they're fucking fired up about that team. Yeah. And uh first Lyft driver from the airport, we got to talk in and we got to talk in Pelicans and Zion came around. This was a larger gentleman. <laughs> yeah. You know? And yeah. uh we're we're kind of BSing and I'm I'm like, hey man, you know, I get it. I I I, I share some of those, you know, and he said Man, you, me, and Zion got the same problem, baby. <laughs> we can't push back from the table. <laughs> and I was like, amen. <laughs> and before we get any letters, what you need to know about New Orleans folk is that could be any that is true. demographic yeah. or this, gender. This man happened to be the exact demographic. <laughs> <laughs> but it made me want to go down there and see Zion return so I can just stand up and say, I've seen a fat man fly, baby. <laughs> I when saw him fly. fly. <laughs> uh, I will say, I guess I was just looking this up because I wasn't sure what he was doing uh, right this second, but it looks like he is he back? No, he's looking good, man. He's no, I next. was I was talking about uh, the guy that I was about to pick, uh, his current favorite uh, imp, and he's a very obvious imp too. Is Lance Stevenson? Oh yeah, oh yeah. He's a he's a very fun imp, and I think there's something also about the fact. I know I'm being a homer here because I picked two Pacers in a row, but. Um, the fact that he only plays well with the Pacers is very weird and like funny that. to me. I like that too. Yeah, it uh, and he is very obvious. He's got the like highlights of him blowing in LeBron's ear and shit, yep. and like his dumbass dance that he does whenever he does anything good. Yep. He also like is one of those guys that you're like he can't shoot, and then he nails like three threes in a row and you're like where and it's all evil energy that he's he conjuring up he does <laughs> he does summon some of those dark spirits mm-hmm. <laughs> which i'm all about i ran into lance i was at uh vegas summer league years ago and lance was in a mall on a seg uh segway indoors and we yep. got a great picture with lance and uh he told me that he's a fan of the podcast i was gonna do in eight years so <laughs> i appreciate that um Tommy, you mentioned uh, Arvidas as my player comp, mm-hmm. and I think you boys know I'm I'm a I'm a bit of an international hoops connoisseur. Mm-hmm. Something about I think again it goes back to if I'm just that as a kid, and you're like, all right, well, who who do I kind of see myself in, you know? And and then I got I started following Euro League and all different. I would kind of pay attention to the international guys that came and really as a 11 12 year old it taught me about the world because i'd be like well where the where's lithuania and why you know there's so many serbs i remember remember those king's teams with hito turkoglu and divots yes and um and they were all speaking the same language and i was like well wait a second, Hito's from Turkey, Vlade and Peja are from Serbia, what's going on there? And then you come to find out in your adolescent research, Hito's parents are from Bosnia. Mm. Bosnia shares a language with Serbia. So just, I feel like it did enrich me culturally. And I have a list of names here. I want to know if you guys can tell some of these guys are real, some of these guys are made up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I want to see if you can tell the difference of some of some famous NBA and high level Euro names through the years. These guys either played in the NBA or they were Euro League dudes. 
Martinez, Andris Cavicius. I think real. I'm going to go fake with the vicious at the end being my reasoning. Okay. He was a real man. Mm. I thought that sounded familiar. Yep. I had a cup of seven foot three lanky Lithuanian. Did he play in the in the league? Played in the are league. Are these all players that played in the league? If they are real? If they are real, the okay. league or the Euro League. Well, all right. Okay. <laughs> I mean the I mean the sure. NBA. Oh, most More of pick them, up. Most, <laughs> most of them are NBA players. Um <laughs> Funny story about old Martinez. He was drafted on the same team as Zadrunas Ilgauskas. Ah, I used to love Big Z. Yeah, Big Z. Was Z drafted by the Cavs? Cavs, yeah. And played almost his whole career there. But so they brought this 18, 19 year old Lithuanian in thinking that, oh, he'll be an understudy to Big Z, Zadrunas. After like a a week, Zadrunas was like, I want nothing to do with this fucking guy. Get him away (laughs) from me. I heard that on a tidbit. I want to say shout out to Mr. Brian Windhorst for that one. Oh, windy. Shit. I got a windy. Windy, windy, windy. Windy. Okay. Here's <laughs> <a> second, name. <laughs> second name. Zelko Love to Sniff a Bitch. <laughs> That's fake. I'm also going to go fake. Sniff a bitch. <laughs> Zelko Love to Sniff a Bitch. I'm going to go fake also. Zelko fake. loves to sniff a bitch. That is fake. <laughs> <laughs> you flew too close to the sun on that one, John. Oh, shit. Did you? Oh, there we go. Damn it, my cat. Stanko Barats. Stanko Barats. So is, is the first name Stan? Stanko. Stanko. Stanko Barats. <laughs> See, I think all of these are fake. I'm sure that this one's real, but I think they're all fake. <laughs> Stanko. Uh, Barats. Barats. I think it's real. Former Indiana Pacer. I th- oh. Okay. Okay. Croatia. Stanko sounded like a familiar name to me. <laughs> Tom turns around. He's wearing the jersey. <laughs> <laughs> when did he play for the Pacers? Or was he just drafted I by I maybe mid-2000s. Or did he that ever play? That does not sound... I don't... Maybe I'm thinking of Bruno Schundolf. I think he started the Malice at the Palace. <laughs> <laughs> was, they were calling him Stinko when he ran up there. <laughs> had some Yugoslav conflict flashbacks and things got bad. <laughs> Mindungos Klitorowskis. Mindungas Klitorowskis. Klitorowskis. I know. I feel like... I also... I can't tell if Char is going to reveal at the end none of them were actually real and he's just playing a devious game where he's it's not something I would do. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm gonna go fake again. Klitorowskis. Can't <laughs> that find him. Fake. <laughs> I'm gonna go fake. You guys can't find Klitorowskis? <laughs> um he is indeed fake. <laughs> Last I wanna say here. I'm one hundred percent on this. <laughs> one of my all time favorites, Matsjas Schmodish. Mats just Schmodish. You just said one of your all-time favorites. <laughs> so I'm gonna say real. I, mean, I guess Maybe. real or or he, you're evil. He was a real Slovenian post legend. <laughs> so there we have it. Now, um, Tommy, you are a Bulls fan. Yes. We got a Pacers fan, Tom. Yep. I want to kind of take the temperature, big picture, how you're feeling about your squads heading into the 2022-2023 season. 
you know, I actually am pretty pessimistic, even though it was really fun last year, especially uh, around like December, January. The Bulls were in first place. DeRozan was, DeRozan hit back-to-back game winners. It was like, you know, it was, there were some high times that we hadn't had in a long time. Hadn't been the playoffs forever. It was nice. But then the second we were playing the Bucks, I was like, well, they're going to get swept. And instead they won one game, which was fun. And also uh, ruined your team's title chances <laughs> by injuring Chris Middleton. But uh, I don't, I just don't really know where this team goes. I'm happy we signed Zach back, but Demar's pretty old, and I, I kind of lost all my love for Vooch that I had when we first got him. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but I think our only hope is if Patrick Williams really, uh, really takes some crazy Kawhi-like leap that we've all dreamed of when he got picked for. So that's, I think, the only way that we could really become something else if he somehow became like our number one guy. You know, I gotta say, you're not alone on having a bleak outlook for the for the Bulls among Chicagoans. Mm. There's just, I feel like there's sort of a hopelessness amongst my Bulls fans, friends, that just comes from um, ownership. And like, yeah. I think there's just like, Rhymes everyone knows yeah. like it's not a great organization. So they're yeah. never going to do everything they need to do money-wise to like put the type of team the city of Chicago deserves. Mm-hmm. Like it would, how sweet would it be if Chicago just, you know, if, if there was a Balmer type was just like, oh, yeah, yeah, man, spend you know, whatever. That's, that's all we all want. And but. we got, I, I mean, I like uh, Karnasovas. I think he's, you know, the right man for the job. I just, yeah, it is like a money thing. And I also just think you look at the East and you need a, when you, I mean, especially in our division, you got Giannis there and it's like, you need someone <laughs> like Giannis and a beater in the, in the, in the conference. It's like, yeah, you yeah. need one of those freakishly good guys and yeah. we don't really have that i would say yeah tom how you feeling i'm sorry about mr deandre yeah i was gonna say i was a lot more excited when it looked like we were gonna get deandre Aiden because it was like that's a a, you know number one pick that we're gonna get he's what is he 23 or whatever it was like the first thing we were gonna do in a long time that i was like oh this is sick like this is actually gonna put us in some kind of contention and i am still like i'm a dumbass and I still like. I really like uh, Benedict. Uh, how do you say his name? Matarin. Matarin. Yeah. Matarin. Yeah. His confidence makes me love him. Like I. I really. Arizona, him being like. Right? I think that's right. He came. He's the one who came in and was like, "LeBron James is going to have to show me that he's good," <laughs> which I love. That kind like of that. psycho yep. that's going to be on our team. I still have a lot of hope for Halliburton being good. Like I said, I would have liked Aiden. I don't know what's going to happen with like uh, with Miles and like I loved Demonis. I was bummed to lose him, but I did love that trade. And I was like, I was very excited after that happened for us to be in pick contention. And then, yeah, I I'm I heard I was listening to. Uh, the Ben Simmons uh, podcast, or not Ben Simmons, uh, Bill Simmons, Ben Simmons, ben Simmons podcast. He, he didn't show up. To. <laughs> yes, <laughs> my back hurts. I was listening to a Bill Simmons pod, and he just said something that scared me. Where he was talking about how in Indiana right now it feels like Rick Carlisle is kind of playing GM just as much as he's playing coach, and he was like, "That never works." Yeah, and he quoted uh, uh, Steve Kerr being like, "Yeah, I wouldn't have made the moves that would have that got us in position to win the championship this year." He 
He's like, it never works. And I was like, oh shit, that sucks. <laughs> like that made me scared because I don't want Rick Carlisle doing that, but I do love him. I would love to watch like a therapy session with Rick Carlisle. <laughs> <laughs> he seems like there's a lot under the hood yeah. on there. Yeah. Um, well, what's I'm sure you already know this, but what's wild is like, I thought there was no chance in hell Rick Carlisle was going to return to Indiana because his the way he left was so bad. Yeah. Like it was the it was the mouth of the palace and the way things went down was so, it was so ugly because it was a team with such a bright future that just got ripped apart underneath him and then he's gone uh but so i thought there was no way there was too much bad blood but i was happy to have him back but he just looks like he could easily become a Marvel villain. Right? <laughs> <laughs> he's one. I would say he's probably in the top five. Now there's a sick part of me that would wish for this, but I, like top five NBA coaches, like that if they're just ripping you apart <laughs> and just fucking letting you have it, <laughs> like who would you be like you don't want slash I kind of would like to experience. Oh yeah. You know? Cause he looks like he could get into your, he feels like he's your dad. He could fuck yeah. with you. Yeah. Yes. He definitely, and he seems like he could be passive aggressive too in a way that would fuck your head up. But Maybe that's what happened. Maybe he got in. Maybe he got into Jamal Tinsley's head. Jamal Tinsley. Man. <laughs> well, Tom, he's You're... not like your dad. He came back. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell, Tom? <laughs> what a weird thing to say. <laughs> a lot of great NBA dads out there. <laughs> This is why I thought I was going to make it in the league. <laughs> I was like, all these guys' dads yeah. left. <laughs> it was nice seeing uh, Jason Tatum's kid. Uh Deuce. Deuce, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice Tommy uh, has that. some secret pictures he yeah. took of the kid. <laughs> yeah, when did you see Deuce? <laughs> he was on TV. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm your TV. <laughs> 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 your security camera footage. <laughs> I hate to be a damn... Uh, whatever Grinch or whatever I'm all set on NBA kids I don't need to I don't need to see babies when I'm thinking about you don't want to see Mozgov's twins <laughs> listen we're going to get into Mozgov and his compatriots a little later patriots compatriots 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 um, Tom speaking of Indiana I wanted to get into sort of the culture of Indiana hoops with you. Sure. And why certain characters in the state's history are so renowned and what is it that makes Indiana basketball folk tick? Yeah. Uh, I will tell you. So is there a specific question you got about it? or well, is it, I, I can tell you right now, like a lot of the Indiana basketball history starts with Indiana college basketball right. and high school basketball. Right. High school basketball is huge in Indiana. Huge. Like it's it's I want to say it's just as big as football there. It's it's pretty which is hard to do uh you know in high school to have to have basketball match it. Um but yeah, it's it's a big tradition to love basketball out there and Bobby Knight is at the core of a lot of that. And people like the way Bobby Knight did things. Yeah, and I think there's a lot to that. <laughs> yeah, and, and you—I like, always associate Indiana basketball with 
playing the right way. Yeah. You're going to want to see three passes. Three passes. Yeah. You're um, gonna, if you don't want to see somebody showboating out there. Right. And, and I never saw the movie Hoosiers, but I feel like I get it. You yeah. Know? You've never seen Hoosiers? I've never seen Hoosiers. I, uh, like I, I wonder what you would think about it, to be honest. Um, it's just a simple folk basketball sure. movie, but it's a high school basketball movie. Sure. Uh, it's not about the college. It's about Indiana high school shit. It's, I love it, but I'm also, you know, biased cause I grew up on, it. I've seen it, you know, 20 times. Um, and I, yeah, I loved it. I would like run the plays that they run in that movie by myself, but that's where they're like, you pass the ball 17 times before you take a shot. You showboating son of a right, bitch. Right, like, right. yeah, you can't just pull up and shoot. So the ISO game would not work. For so them. this anti showboat sort of philosophy. Yeah. I, I feel it's pretty ingrained in Indiana. Mm-hmm. Oops. And Tommy it had me thinking about Brad Stevens, the, yeah, the, he the former, former Butler. Butler. Yeah. The worst um, part of, uh, hustle. hustle. Yeah. He had the worst line <laughs> yes. delivery I've ever seen in yes. a movie. Who said it? Was it you that said like that is how he talks though, or maybe it was a podcast I was listening to, or they were like that is just how he is though. <laughs> like it was a pretty accurate performance. We'll, we'll have to see him in Boston, <laughs> <laughs> something like that. It's just like oh my god. <laughs> and I've always wondered. I have a problem with what I perceive to be sort of this false humility. Mm-hmm. This sort of like erring on the side of, oh, I don't know much, but I just am. I'm just a ball coach, and I'll shucks. I'm just lucky to be. When it's like, no, you fucking know. You negotiated a seven year contract. Sure, yeah. you know you're a boy genius. Mm-hmm. I, I, I almost like. I almost wish those types would play a little more ISO street ball and just be honest. And yeah. I, I, and I, I never could quite figure out like, what about Brad Stevens irks me? Cause he seems like a really nice man. He seems like <laughs> he's, he's obviously a great coach, great coach. Yeah. He's going to be good in the office. And I it. couldn't quite articulate. And I saw this clip of him at play or what he looked like when he was trying to be silly. Mm-hmm. And he, strangely gestures the Celtics is back when he was coaching and the Celtics are up big and he does this odd gesture at taco fall to get him off the bench without looking at him almost Mm. like he was whistling like a Mm. I dare I say like a St. Bernard to come inside or something it was kind of dismissive it was strange and he was like egging I gotta show you guys this clip because it's like wow this is a man who does not know how to have fun (laughs) you know what I mean yeah uh, I don't know it just put me at unease I think he made a smart move because now their coach is the coolest guy in the world. Yeah. <laughs> Great guy. Right. <laughs> and, um, he got himself to be not the face anymore, which yeah. is smart. He yeah. seems like, I feel like he is probably pretty Machiavellian in a way. That's what uh, I'm saying. I, I think you kind of have to be, I mean, when you look at someone who <laughs> has risen that quickly and that, it's like, there's yeah. no chance. He For is like sure. The, yeah. I just wish people would wear their psych, psycho. Having said that, it's kind of cool that he just keeps it under the he he wears his uh, he wears like a nice little outfit. He looks professional all the time. He's right. not out there screaming, banging himself on the chest. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just playing. I think he sucks. <laughs> I, I'm not a Brett. See, I'm an IU basketball fan, although I don't even follow them anymore. And I was never a. a a night fan either so it's like right. he the last time he won a championship was four months no like six months before i was born right so 
I was always like, oh, who is this red-faced asshole <laughs> <laughs> screaming at young children <laughs> and choking them and shit? And I was such, I was so hyped when they brought in a new coach. And uh, I went to that guy. What's that guy's name? Da- uh, Mike Davis. Yeah. And they brought in Mike Davis, who went to the <laughs> the finals, and everybody blamed him for losing. And it's like he went to the finals. Yeah. Uh, he went to the national championship game, and he did. Lo- I mean, he got blown out. And I went to his basketball camp, and he did seem a bit like a dumbass. But, <laughs> uh, but you know, he um, he was a good man. But I was excited to just have a coach who didn't seem like a dickhead. Yeah. You know? Although, like, I would love to. I would love to just. See it with with Co- Bobby Knight, with Bobby Knight, and I was just reading some of uh, the biography on Coach K, uh-huh. and it really got into their dynamic. And like, uh, so Coach K played for Bobby Knight at Army, and oh, then was yeah. his protege. But it, they became pretty uh, secret, bitter rivals. Yeah, like to the public, it was all well and good. But um, Coach K privately, like he felt like or excuse me, Bobby Knight felt like Coach K never reciprocated all the shit that he did for him and was like seething about it for years. And um, he was really mad that Coach K stayed on as Team USA coach for more than one tenure because he was like, you do your you do your one Olympics and you let someone else have it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that was a thing. That's yeah. interesting. Cause yeah. back then it was like a guaranteed, you're going to get a gold medal. Right. So it's like, you're, it doesn't really fucking matter who the coach is. Right. We're just give me an, uh, give another guy an Olympic medal. Right. Yeah. And coach K sort of kind of um, used that platform to like, you know, negotiate more money and shit. Well, and probably. like it helped out, tremendously with his duke recruiting right he had all the like you know he would be acting as the head coach of usa basketball yeah, but he yeah. had the access to all the junior dudes and right yeah. so he i mean coach k played that pretty damn well but coach damn. k and then bobby knight i think there was some big game at madison square garden which we'll get to with tommy here in a second um but there was some big game at madison square garden that coach k was coming to like or win some number of games and coach Knight was there in attendance and they were playing Notre Dame and Bobby Knight wore Notre Dame colors <laughs> and uh, just a little hidden. And I like that. <laughs> I like that. Um, now, Tommy, you attend Nick's games from time to time at I Madison do. Square I do. Garden. Yes. And I think that you, the Mecca, the Mecca. <laughs> um, and you want to tell us a little bit about your, your Nick's sugar daddy. <laughs> That's, that's kind of a leading question. I would <laughs> say. Takes you. That's no, what I was hoping you were getting to. <laughs> there's a there's a very nice man that I worked with at the Anti Defamation League. Uh, Important work. And uh, we struck up a friendship one day because he uh, offered me. He was like passing around snacks to everybody, and I said, "Ah, manna from heaven." And he said, "What a smart thing to say." <laughs> and we became instant friends. That's how it goes. And, uh, he has next season tickets that are like insane. Like they're like the closest you could like there the seats are like the best seats i ever have at any sporting event so he take me take took me to a game once we had a great time and now we go to about i stopped working there maybe four years ago and i still go to about three games a year with him and uh, three games a year and we also go to the u.s open together and we play tennis together he's he's a good man he's about 75 years old dynamic and uh (laughs) my only true friend manna from heaven (laughs) set for life yeah (laughs) just get your ass kicked immediately (laughs) the Um, hell did you say to me (laughs) 
<laughs> you brought up Notre Dame. That was the first. Those are the first games I used to ever go to. I used to go to one Notre Dame basketball game every year. And there, there was a famous story from my childhood where uh, we were staying, my dad and I, at the same hotel as the Georgetown basketball team who was in town to play Notre Dame. And they were all in the hot tub. And I walked up to him and I said, you guys suck. <laughs> Because my dad told me they were the Georgetown team, and I wanted to like talk trash. Oh, yeah. And they shit. all, I was like small enough that they all laughed. Oh, but, uh, It'd be so funny if that story <laughs> ended with Allen Iverson beating the shit out of you. <laughs> like, if I was like 16, I probably would have got my ass kicked. But. Heidi White just holding her head underwater. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um. It is nice, though, being back in Big East country here, and New York is just such a basketball town. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I went up to Rucker Park this oh, week yeah. where they have the TBT tournament going yeah. on, and um, you guys got to go to Rucker, man. First I, I want to go. I was jealous that it, I missed that. Yeah, it's it's free to enter this, uh, this week, and you got two guys on the mics. Walking that around rolls. on the court, just roasting the players, just and like dude was shooting air ball, just NBA, nothing but air, <laughs> <laughs> and like just talking shit to the fans, the coaches, the dudes on the mic, like. Don't be calling me, telling me you're waiting in line. I can't get in talking about I'm waiting in line. And he looks at this lady and he goes, except for you, you could call me. <laughs> just, they're just firing away. Great hoops. Like when, you're, like when you're right up there and you're watching guys 6'8", pull up from well behind the arc, nice handle, mm -hmm. um, and you're like, wow, these guys are so fucking good and there's a 1% chance any of them will get an yeah. NBA contract. Yeah. Or let alone a training camp invite. Sure. It just makes you appreciate like how hard the the top 0.3%, like how, like it's damn near impossible to get into the NBA. Mm -hmm. Unless you're Giannis's brother. Yeah. Unless, well, <laughs> listen, I like to think of him as like, you know how uh, we're talking about Thanasa Santetokounmpo, another great name. <laughs> Um, not made up. And I like to think of him as like, you know how Seabiscuit, you guys, you guys remember Seabiscuit? Yeah, tell people yeah, yeah. I remember. Like, so, and they do this with a lot of thoroughbreds. They'll keep maybe like a companion therapy goat in the barn with him. Sure. I like to think of Thanasis as sort of our therapy goat for our thoroughbred. <laughs> and I'm totally fine spending a fucking contract on him. This is so like, because it is so like, the 12th man on any NBA team, like you laugh at them because they ride the bench. They're the, they'd be the best basketball player you ever saw in person. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I honestly, so this is what I wanted to get into. I want to get into a little peeve corner. Okay. Paul Peeve, we'll call it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know if that was. Yeah, what is that about? <laughs> peeve Revere. I don't know. So I can't stand. Peeve Kerr. Peeve Kerr there we you. go. I was, what, what were you what, doing? Paul Revere? I don't know. <laughs> Paul Revere? I think Paul Pierce, Boston. Listen, <laughs> I can't stand when media blog boy types will say, like, that guy's bad at basketball. <laughs> when you're talking about an NBA player. Yeah. It's like, okay, if you're a player, you can talk a certain way. If you're a coach, you don't fucking say a guy's bad at basketball right. or is trash or sucks. It's like, nah, bro. Like... You're a fucking nerd. Yeah. <laughs> like, stop it. Yeah. You don't. You, there's a way to say a guy's maybe not an NBA player or not as good. Not in as the good. League. Yeah. Shouldn't be. You know, maybe shouldn't be in a rotation. But this is the same crowd that always cries about like, oh TNT. 
they don't even like the game. They don't even like basketball inside the NBA. It's like, no, no, no. You don't talk about NBA. Now, you can roast NBA players off the court. You can make fun of LeBron's tweets, whatever the fuck. But on the court, I always feel, I, I, I get my, it, it irks me. Mm-hmm. It peeves me Yeah. when I hear that. Do you guys have any sort of media, the way the game is talked about or covered peeves i mean just like i know you just said the tnt guys don't you're making fun of people who say the tnt guys don't like basketball right i don't like how Shaq talks about basketball sometimes like i i think he's really disrespectful to players and he'll be like i'm motivating you and it's like no you just made donovan mitchell look like a dumbass on tv or whatever for no reason and he's like well then prove me wrong and it's like not everybody's motivated like that right also I don't think Shaq likes basketball anymore. When he talks about it, he's like, well, back in my day, it was like this. You know what I mean? Right. I don't like that either. Now, Shaq for, Shaq for sure doesn't watch games. Yeah. He and he fucks up people's names. And he has and a lot of hate in his heart. <laughs> yes. But I would say at, the, at least he is uh, entertaining on TV. Absolutely. Don't get me wrong. I would hate if we lost Shaq in there. I just wish he would be a little bit more open-minded. Sometimes I do think he's just fucking around to get, to set himself up to be roasted by the, by the other boys. But I, I don't know. He also takes himself pretty seriously. Oh no, without question. And he like, he also thinks he's hilarious. Yeah. And he's not like, he's (laughs) funny. Like he's very entertaining, but I think a lot of what makes him entertaining is not his actual being funny as much as him trying to be funny and, whiffing and it being funny at his expense a little bit you know what i mean for sure dude the, the what makes me laugh is when like Shaq is clearly in his feelings yes like, yes he just <laughs> reminds me of some <laughs> <laughs> when Shaq is hurt and is lashing out uh that's what gets me but i feel yes. you but i do think and we'll get to tommy but i do think though that like former players like Shaq and chuck have more of a license to roast. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree with that fully. Yeah. I do think just on the Shaq topic before I bring in my own, I've noticed that he gets really weird with Candace. Like, I think he hates when Candace like makes a point that contradicts him. I think, I think it's like some weird misogynist thing where like he really doesn't like her to win an argument. There was a big one of that this season. I can't remember what it was now, but yeah, where he's just like gets heated about it, like (laughs) extra heated because it's a, a woman talking to his yeah. ass. He'll do this <laughs> thing where, like, just the the fucking first like trigger response when it's her t- his time time to go after Candace. He'd be like, "No, I don't agree with that." <laughs> and it's like, and then he might even say something that indicates he, he actually agrees with it. But it's just like the immediate. <laughs> he no. has to, yeah. Um, so I I listen to a lot of NBA podcasts, so I spend a lot of my time. And uh, the one that I've talked to you many times, but I have a lot of peeves with is uh, the the low post. All right. So Zach uh, Zach Lowe. I do like his writing. I think he's a smart guy, but something about the way he talks, there's a lot of things he says that just annoy the shit out of me. (laughs) And the main one is when he has Howard Beck on, he does this thing where he says, I'm going to say the most, you know, popular words in niche NBA podcasting. And that drives me insane. Sure. He has the number one basketball podcast for ESPN. (laughs) His paycheck is from fucking Disney. It's not niche. You make millions of dollars to talk about basketball. You can't say it's niche. It makes me 
me so bad. Um, and I will try to get Zach on the pod at some cast at some point. So I don't I don't necessarily endorse. I am I am a fan. I will no, say. No, I um, feel you on that. Like this, if this ever gets released, is a niche basketball podcast. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, no, I feel that probably millions of downloads. A hundred percent. And it's also he also does he also just says the same things over and over again. Where he's like, you can talk about the stats with the vorps and the schnorps, <laughs> and he always says vorps and schnorps. It's the same joke every time. It's pretty good though. <laughs> <laughs> it's worth calling back. And then he'll be like, he'll make a Seinfeld restaurant. Like, does, anyone, does anyone watch Seinfeld anymore? Are we old? Are we old? <laughs> it's like, shut the fuck up, you bitch. I hope he comes on the show. <laughs> You're making me want to listen to this show. <laughs> I want to hear Mac doing Zach Lo- Mac the Mac Low Mac Mac podcast. <laughs> you know, and, and to that sort of ilk, Mac, one thing that a lot of these guys do is they will know full well and good whatever argument or take they're responding to and whose it is and they won't fucking cite their sources and just say the person's name. Right. Like, I've heard something out there about Jordan Clarkson. Now, just like say where you heard <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. You know where you heard we, it. We all know. Mm-hmm. Just say that. It's way less just passive say. aggressive. You saw Char tweeting about yeah, me. <laughs> you know I had a, um, a fucking uh, Sandro Mamu Kalashvili <laughs> heater of a take <laughs> and if you don't agree with it that's fine but just say my name say where it came from Is that fair um so we're gonna get out of here with a little so oh i forgot to tell you guys we have been live this whole time on the write-in app and what the write-in app is is people um listen to the show fans of the show will write handwritten letters uh, or typed I prefer handwritten and send them in and I will read them without looking at them beforehand on the show so in a way it is like they're live uh, on the air and Charles got his mic under the, his neck in a very weird <laughs> thing I've never seen before. I had to see I, this. This one came. No, if you'll notice, this is kind of a ancient looking parchment. Mm. Sure. It's kind of I don't know what material <laughs> this is, but the return address here is from Enos Mon. Enos Mon, which I know to be uh, the early Brythonic name for the Holy Isle of Anglesey in Northwest Wales. So it looks like I got some what? some uh, mail on the write-in app here <laughs> all the way from Northwest Wales. And we'll go ahead and read it for the first time. Dearest Charlie, <laughs> so excited to see you've finally begun your quest towards unearthing the shimmering sword of basketball truth from the stone that guards it. Wow, that's so nice already. In the spirit of curiosity, I'd like to know why, in a league where 25% of its players come from outside the United States, we've never seen a player from Celtic Britain in the league. (laughs) From the depths of the Cornish Caves to the highest peaks of Snowdonia, Celtic Britain is a bubbling cauldron of basketball talent just waiting to be scooped and served. Wow, good writer. Yet our groves, in parentheses, gyms, gyms must be with groves must be what they call gyms scenery a scout or league executive why is that all the best druid holiday (laughs) druid holiday (laughs) druid thank you for writing in um you know off the top of my head i don't have a great answer other than um thinking about maybe the most well-known celtic brit 
the Wizard Merlin himself. Mm. And he was, if you guys recall, a pretty lanky man, um, big wingspan. Mm -hmm. And if there are sons and daughters of Merlin (laughs) out there, you would think they would find their place in the league. But I don't have it. Do you guys know why? Well, here's a question. Were Merlin to suit up? Would he be playing for the Wizards or the Celtics? Or the Magic. Or the Magic, yeah. (laughs) Wow, that's a great... That's a great... I wonder if Druid has a destination he'd think maybe could... Merlin could fit in on a certain depth chart. <laughs> you think that it was a big plot hole that Stanley Sugarman never went to <laughs> the Cornish uh, coast? Celtic? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And no, looked, I've thought about that. Why didn't Stanley Sugarman ever go, what about a relative of Merlin? <laughs> yeah. No, I know. And uh, and Druid, I, I hope that maybe we can get Druid on the show because he seems like, uh, I've never really thought about basketball in that region before. Um, the one place, I, the one sort of unearthed uh, basketball community I've always wondered about is if we could get some more guys from Polynesia from the South Pacific mm. great athletes the the ratio of of Polynesians in the NFL I was is gonna wild. say a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of offensive linemen yeah. Uh, and, yeah absolutely and with the way bigs are sort of getting stronger and less lanky I feel like you know maybe Samoa Tonga I feel like that could be a yeah. little uh, could be a little hoops unearthing to happen guys it's been so fun i'm so happy to end on uh druid's letter and i hope you, i hope you'll come back join join me on hoops curious at some time tom takar tommy mcnamara you guys have anything you want to say for yourselves i just want to say thank you to my friend char for having us charlie saturday everybody yeah check <laughs> us out on 2k yes follow us on 2k watch our we have, we don't post the clips online or anything but join our 2k squad <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Be curious, not judgmental.